Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Rare Disease Mama. I am your host, Jillian Arnold. Decembers are all off to a good and crazy start, <laughs> like ours are. Oh my gosh, I am, I I am feeling very very overbooked lately. Like I cannot keep track of everything we have going on for the life of me. Um, we have missed two PT appointments for Roman, two weeks in a row. This lady. <laughs> probably thinks, oh my God, I don't even want to know what she thinks. But um, yeah, I feel like I just keep like missing appointments. I'm not putting things in my calendar. And I was just looking at our schedule for next week and it's just crazy. I <laughs> I was like having a mini panic attack when I was like looking over everything and figuring out okay, what do I need to reschedule? Because I double booked here and yeah, we just have a lot of stuff going on. Um, And it's not the greatest month to have all these appointments because it's December and December's just crazy busy in general. Um, So yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, sort through some things and prioritize what actually really needs to get done and what can be rescheduled for a later time before I lose my ever-loving mind. (laughs) So we had some really big news that happened uh, last week. Roman finally, finally, finally started this secondary um, experimental medication that we have been trying to get for well over a year now. The process has not been easy. It's been very frustrating, very long. Um, And it honestly just makes me very angry that, um, that it should have even taken that long and that it is so difficult for rare disease patients to get access to medications like this. Like I understand there's a lot of red tape and, you know, there's a lot of steps that are involved, especially when it comes to um, an experimental medication for a child. I totally understand that. But um, there, I just feel like the the process needs to be a bit easier and smoother. And um, I'm super, super, super thankful, though, that he has actually started it. And I hats off to our medical team because I know – it hasn't been easy for them either, um, and I am well aware that we are not their only <laughs> patients. Um, they're probably juggling a lot of different things, and it probably isn't – they probably don't love me um, emailing them every day, but I, I, I feel like, you know, you have to do that because doctors are human, and they have a lot of stuff going on, and – 
your child is not always at the forefront of their mind. Um, and obviously my children are at the forefront of my mind every single minute of every single day. So um, I'm going to do what I can to keep nudging them and reminding them and staying on top of them and not in a, I don't feel like it's in an annoying way or a way that I'm like, you know, I feel, I don't know. I feel like they, they understand. And, um, I know our, our geneticist has said she actually appreciates me staying so on top of the things and giving her those reminders because yeah, I mean, like I said, they're, they're dealing with many, many patients and, um, we're not the only ones. So it's my job. I feel like as their parent to kind of stay on top of all that. Um, needless to say, it is, you know, it was a lot for, (laughs) for me too. Um, and we are almost to the point where Stella can get started on this as well. Um, I definitely don't think it's going to happen before the holidays, but I'm hoping come January we can get her started on it. Roman is, what is he, three doses in, I think, three or four doses in. So how it's working is we are giving him this medication once every three days for the first three months, and then we are moving to every other day for three months, and then we are moving to daily. Um, so they the drug company wanted it to be kind of like a slower ramp up, which again is understandable. We don't know exactly how it's going to affect him. Um, so I know our doctor wa- was advocating for just starting right, right off the bat with daily because um, this particular drug has been studied in adults with PTSD, actually, and it has been deemed very safe um, from from those studies, like virtually no side effects. But this is, uh, we're using this drug for something completely different, and um, I get it. So I know that they're being cautious, and, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I obviously don't want to do anything that could potentially be dangerous for him. So we are eager to hopefully see some some changes in him for the better. I do feel like he was a little more chatty, um, a little more vocal after the first couple doses. And actually his um, infusion nurses mentioned it too. And I didn't I didn't say anything to them like I was thinking it, but uh, she was like, I feel like, you know, I don't know if that medication's working this quickly, but I feel like he's been very chatty today, like more vocal. And I was like, that's weird that you said that because I was thinking that too. (laughs) Um, So it also, I mean, could be that he's just feeling better now. He's finally, I want to say like 95% (laughs) over this rhinovirus that he had. Uh, he finally like got a good night's sleep. I didn't hear any coughing last night, which was freaking glorious because I feel like the past three weeks I have been hearing him cough like all night long. It's been not, not fun. And last night was the first night that he was able to sleep without his oxygen and he maintained his, um, stats, uh, like they were great all night long. So 
that was a huge relief because I, <laughs> I like definitely, so Roman used to require wearing oxygen every time he slept. So overnight and these few weeks where he's been sick and needing it again, I just was having all sorts of flashbacks, like <laughs> when I was putting his oxygen cannula on him before bed and like, it's just, it's such a pain. Um, and then we're lugging around this big oxygen tank, like all throughout our house. And I'm very thankful that he's in a better spot now and doesn't need it anymore. Um, but yeah, I was just like, the past few weeks have been a little triggering with that. Like, it's just bringing me back to like a time where, you know, he was up, hooked up to his continuous feeds all day and oxygen and we're lugging around all this equipment throughout our house throughout the day. And thankfully we don't need to do that anymore, but the past few weeks we have had to kind of do that. So, well, he's been sick. Um, so I'm very glad that we're out of that now. I'm not going to lie, though. I do have quite a bit of anxiety going into the holidays. I know this is something that a lot of other parents of medically complex children are dealing with, especially with this cold and flu season. It's been just miserable. Um, And I've heard that, like, the flu that's going around is really bad and... I feel like every time I get on social media, I'm seeing another child that's being hospitalized. And it's just giving me a lot of anxiety going into the holidays um, and doing all those family gatherings. And uh, it's obviously something I want my kids to experience. And um, I like to experience too. We love being around our family, but it's just, it has me a bit on edge, especially after the past two months where we were just like, getting virus after virus after virus. And I finally feel like we're all better now. And it's just making me nervous to to potentially, you know, expose them to other things. And we're, we're also supposed to um, take a trip to Asheville at the end of December, which I'm really excited about. I love Asheville. We've, me and my husband went there once pre-kids, um, and this will be Roman and Stella's first time going, and I'm really excited to take them and do a bunch of Christmassy things and look at a bunch of lights and all of that, but um, it is, you know, making me a little nervous. <laughs> and it's like, where is the line between cooping your kids up all the time to keep them healthy or attempt to and letting them get experiences and live their lives. Where's the line? Um, I don't know. If you know where the line is, let me know because <laughs> I'm struggling with it. So we, yesterday, we met with our um, preschool team. So I I know I mentioned a few episodes back that 
we have begun the process to look into preschool potentially for Roman and Stella. Um, it's something that I was really struggling with um, because it is very scary sending your medically complex child to a school setting. And um, again, it's where that that line's coming into play, <laughs> like uh, risk and reward, right? It's, I mean, I know school would be a really, really positive experience for them. And I want them to have that experience. And I want them, I don't want them in the house all the time. I want them to be able to, you know, be in different environments and stimulate their brains and be around other children their age. But it also makes me very nervous. (laughs) Um, The only reason why I am feeling okay with it is because our preschool is actually like, it's literally like five minutes away from our house. (laughs) So I know in the back of my mind, I'm like, I could literally be there in like 30 seconds if I had to be. But we also just met with um, their team for, I think this was our third meeting. It's, It's a process. I don't know how many of you out there have kids around my my kids age or preschool age that have a lot of needs um but it has been definitely a very in-depth process like getting an IEP together and just meeting with the team and um feeling comfortable with it and I will say after our meeting yesterday so we did their IEP meeting yesterday for both kids and I was extremely impressed with with the team. And I felt like the few times that we've met with them, they really have gotten, got a great understanding of who Roman is and his personality and what he enjoys and who Stella is and her personality and what she enjoys and what their needs are. I was just like, I was kind of blown away by it. And there were so many points during the meeting. I I think I was just like feeling emotional in general because your kids going to school is is emotional and um especially when they've been with me like literally 24 hours a day 7 days a week for their entire lives <laughs> um so that had me a little emotional but then just listening to how like well prepared this team was and how in depth everything was and how i felt like they really wanted to make this such a positive and great experience for my kids. Um, It just like meant the world to me. And it made me feel so much better about the situation and like actually sending them to school. Um, What we did decide at the end of the day is to do – so they're – they – we're talking and they think that the district needs to get some more equipment for our kids um, to have in the classroom for them to have a great experience. They feel like they, they want to be set up perfectly for them. So in January, we're planning on starting, um, I think it was called 
intermittent education where the teacher, the OT, PT, and speech therapist would come to our house um, like once a week for like an hour and a half and work with Roman and Stella on different things and kind of get to know them better, which I I honestly thought that they were going to – I think when they presented this to us, they thought that we were going to be upset about this, but I was actually thrilled because I – feel like especially with my kids like they have so many different needs as far as like positioning goes and uh like communication and their feeding all this stuff that I felt much more comfortable with them coming to our house and seeing how I do things with them um and really getting to know them well before they start going into the classroom so I think the plan is that we are going to do this for a little bit until they're able to get all of the equipment that that our kids need. Um, and then we would kind of make an amendment to the IEP and start sending them to the classroom instead. So all in all, it's been a really long um, process, but I've been very, very impressed with our our school district so far and um the therapist and the teacher they're all just incredibly kind and I can tell that they just really want this to be a great experience for Roman and Stella so I'm um feeling very appreciative of that so I know I was talking about um how our schedule for this month has just been really crazy um, and one thing that I really wanted to do this year, um, I actually got the idea from a, another podcast that I was listening to and I thought it was a great idea is I wanted to make a list of some fun family things that I wanted to do this December because I feel like with the holidays too, it can get so busy you're like, I feel like we say like, oh yeah, we really want to do the Festival of Lights this year. And then life just gets busy and we just don't do it. Um, so this year I wanted to make a point of actually talking to my husband, making a list of like fun Christmassy activities that we want to do as a family with our kids. And then kind of like prioritize like and plan when we can actually do these things. So I know one of them actually is a little Christmas party that we're going to today, later today, um, for it, we're a part of this nonprofit called A Kid Again, and they provide families of children with life-limiting conditions to just get together, have different experiences out in the community, and we haven't been able to go to one yet. They do different outings. Um, and every month I'm like, oh, we need to go to this. And then it doesn't happen. So we have made it a point this time to go to their, we're going to their Christmas party today. And I'm excited to bring Roman and Stella and maybe meet some other families, um, who are like us. And so that's one thing. Um, Another thing is the Festival of Lights. Roman and Stella love looking at lights and 
it is really important that we go to that this year. So we planned a day where my brother and my sister-in-law are going to be in town and uh, my other sister-in-law, and we can all go do that. So things things like that. I mean, we are I, – I know how busy life can get, and I also know how important it is for our kids to – get these experiences, um, and these make these memories. So I really wanted to kind of make this a priority this year. And the best way to do that was to make a list of all the things that we wanted to do. Um, and then sit down and talk about, okay, when are we going to do this? Let's plan this ahead of time and let's put it in our calendar. So it's there and we're doing it. (laughs) So it's something that, I definitely recommend to other families out there um, to try, especially for the month of December. Um, And yeah, I'd love to hear what what fun things you guys end up doing. So feel free to DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. It's Confessions of a Rare Disease Mama. Um, And yeah, I I always respond to my, my messages on there. Um, and I love connecting with you guys and just hearing what you're up to. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode because we have a nice warm hot tub that is, um, getting all toasty for us. We're, (laughs) we're going to dip in with the kids this morning. Um, just because I feel like they've been, We've been sick all like for the past three weeks and they haven't been doing many therapies. So I really want to get in there and kind of loosen up their muscles and relax a little bit. And then we are going to be heading off to that little Christmas party later. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.